Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand insights, strategies and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this week's episode, what I'd like to talk about is whether you should um, set up your investment loans with interest only repayments or principal and interest repayments. So up until January 2016, so about sort of two-ish years ago, the interest rate that applied to either a home loan or investment loan, and then whether those loans were set up as either principal interest or interest only, was exactly the same. So there wasn't any penalty, and given interest only gives you the maximum amount of flexibility in that it minimises your repayments, but still allows you to either put money in the offset account or repay debt, then the conventional wisdom was to always set up your loans as interest only. However, since January 2016, the banks have been increasing interest rates steadily for investment loans. So that is, if it's an investment purpose, it'll attract a higher rate than if it's own occupier. And also, the a different rate if it's interest only or principal and interest. And so now the difference between an interest only investment loan and a principal interest investment loan is nearly half a percent. So it's actually 0.74 of a percent on average over the big four, you know, across the big four. So if you're paying half a percent more just to get interest only repayments, is it really worthwhile? And this is what I've spent this week on sort of crunching the numbers and financially modeling and sort of working out. And what I've been able to do is solidify it down into a really simple rule of thumb. But before we get to that, let me explain the conventional wisdom around why interest only made sense. So um, if we've got particularly, for example, if we've got a home loan, and then we go out and buy an investment property. Now, we can obviously set that new investment loan up as interest only or principal interest, but the conventional wisdom was set it up as interest only. That minimises the cost of the investment property, so the cash flow cost of the investment property, thereby giving you more cash flow to direct into repaying non-deductible debt. Uh, which is your home loan. Uh, obviously, we don't get a, a tax deduction for the interest cost in respect to our home loan. So the after-tax cost of a home loan is 40% more than the after-tax cost of investment loan because of the tax deductions. So it always made sense to try and repay non-deductible debt first as opposed to repaying tax-deductible debt. The other benefits of interest only is it gave you more flexibility. So you can still make principal repayments if you wanted to. Uh, instead, our counsel was to uh, direct cash flow into the offset account to save interest. Um, so it gave you the best of both worlds in, in, in order to sort of reduce debt or offset debt really ostensibly um, at different stages through your investment journey, but still, you know, maximize the the original tax deductible loan. So it made sense, and certainly when there was no interest rate penalty to have an interest only loan, then of course we'd always recommend it. So what I've done is uh, financially modeled what the interest cost of setting your loans up as either principal interest or interest only over the life of the loan. Um, now, obviously if we set up our investment loan as principal interest, it means we have less money to um, to direct towards the repayment of non-deductible debt or in fact to invest in other assets. And so there's an opportunity cost associated with, with doing that. Um, and here's the rule of thumb that I determined. And the rule of thumb is as follows. If your investment debt represents less than 40% 
of your overall debt. So that is your investment debt plus your non-deductible home loan debt. Then, so it's less than 40%, then you're probably better off remaining on interest-only repayment repayments. However, if your investment debt is greater than 40% of your overall debt, so that is the vast majority, or more than 40%, of your total debt is really investment loans, or if in fact you have no non-deductible debt, no home loan, then it's possible that converting to principal interest repayments might be the best for you. You know, the interesting thing to note is that as interest rates rise, and I've included this in the show notes to this uh, podcast, as interest rates rise, the differential between a principal interest and an interest-only repayment in dollar terms actually shrinks. So, you know, sometimes we think, or notionally we might think, hey, um, okay, they're locking to P&I repayments now, but what happens if interest rates rise? Won't that gap, that differential, the, the cost of being, uh, the cash flow cost of being on principal interest repayments, won't that exacerbate it? Well, the answer is no. So there's a couple of exceptions to this rule of thumb. The first one is that if you're at the beginning or midway through your investment journey, you still haven't acquired the investment assets that you need to fund retirement. So that is, you still need to invest in more property, make additional super contributions or invest in shares and so forth. Then it's possible that remaining in interest only is still the best thing, thereby allowing you further cash flow to continue to add to your asset pool. So you need to think about that. I mean, if you've got a very strong cash flow, you might be able to do both, but it's something you need to think about is if, uh, in terms of where you are in your investment journey. Of course, if you're towards the end of that um, and you're really in that sort of consolidation phase, then probably makes sense or, or there's more merit, I guess, to switching to uh, principal interest. The second thing to be conscious of is twofold. Firstly, changes in your personal circumstances. So where, whether your income will reduce uh, in the future, or you expect that due to employment changes or whatever, or whether your expenses will increase, maybe school fees, these sorts of things. You need to think about, um, might be great to lock in today and get the lower interest rate, but if that then um, puts pressure on cash flow in the future because your situation is expected to change, well, you want to give consideration to that. Um, the last limb of that, um, exception is that obviously uh, there's one thing that doesn't change in the lending space and that is change itself, change to interest rates and credit policy and so forth. So whilst there's a penalty for being on interest only at the moment and that penalty is half a percent, um, what happens if that uh, differential evaporates in time just due to changes or maybe the government takes pressure off interest-only lending and so forth. Um, and then what happens if you then can't switch back to interest-only at that particular point in time? So you've just got to be conscious that, hey, not to sort of make too much of a sort of shorter-term uh, financial decision and that things can change naturally in the future. Uh, I've included in the show notes a sort of decision tree to help you with this with this decision of whether to switch to P&I repayments and I take you through a series of questions and so forth to work out or to help you really analyse your own personal situation and work out whether it's a, a, an advantageous thing to do or not. Um, hopefully this is an example of how insightful credit advice and analysis really helps you and helps you far more than perhaps a small differential in interest rates. So again, building a relationship with a really 
um, with a professional credit advisor that sort of takes this strategic longer term approach, you know, something like this or the decision um, to switch to P&I could end up saving you literally thousands and th upon thousands of dollars. So it's something to think about. I just wanted to throw it out there to say, hey, it's great to shop around in terms of interest rates and get the lowest cost mortgage and so forth. But the true value is really in this ongoing strategic advice to make sure your loans are structured correctly. So until next week, bye for now.